Krishna Prasara Sarmukam Spihaniya Dhamma Sneha Baloka Kalayari Disam Spishantam Shame Vitavu Rasiso Vitayashiyas how do you do that so easily? How do you do that? Do you want to sit up here? Is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> huh? Wow. I'm amazed. You were in the back practicing, right? Before you came out here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's amazing. My tongue is all tied up in a knot. Let's see. Uh, okay, word means Krishna Prasada. Blessing everyone. Sumukam. Auspicious face. Sprihaniya. Desirable. Dharma, shelter, sneha, affection, avaloka, looking upon, kalaya, by expansion, vidhi, within the heart, samsprishantam, touching, shame, unto the Lord with blackish color. Pritao, broad, rasi, chest, shobhitaya, being decorated, shriya, goddess of fortune, swa, heavenly planets, churamanim, some. Subhagayantam, spreading good fortune, Eva, light, Atma, the Supreme Personality of God, Dishnyam, abode, translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Shiva Prabhupada. The Lord is the reservoir of all pleasure. His auspicious presence is meant for everyone's benediction. And his affectionate smiling and glancing touch the core of the heart. The Lord's beautiful bodily color is blackish, and his broad chest is the resting place of the goddess of fortune, who glorifies the entire spiritual world, the summit of all heavenly planets. Thus it appeared that the Lord was personally spreading the beauty and good fortune of the spiritual world. Please repeat, the Lord is a reservoir, reservoir of all pleasure. His auspicious presence is meant for everyone's benediction. And his affectionate smiling and glancing Touch the core of the heart. The Lord's beautiful bodily color is blackish. 
and his broad chest is the resting place of the goddess of fortune. Who glorifies the entire spiritual world. The summit of all heavenly planets. Thus it appeared that the Lord was personally spreading the beauty and good fortune of the spiritual world. Report. When the Lord came, he was pleased with everyone. Therefore, it is stated here, Krishna Prasada Sumukam. The Lord knew that even the offensive doormen were his pure devotees, although by chance they committed an offense at the feet of other devotees. To commit an offense against a devotee is very dangerous in devotional service. Lord Chaitanya therefore said that an offense to a devotee is just like a mad elephant run loose. When a mad elephant enters a garden, it tramples all the plants. Similarly, an offense unto the feet of a pure devotee murders one's position in devotional service. On the part of the Lord, there is no offended mood because he does not accept the offense created by his sincere devotee. There was no, the same in this situation, on the part of the Lord, there was no offended mood because he does not accept any offense created by his sincere devotee. But a devotee should be very cautious of committing offenses at the feet of another devotee. The Lord, being equal to all and being especially inclined to his devotee, looked as mercifully at the offenders at the, as at the offended. This attitude of the Lord was due to his unlimited quantity of transcendental qualities. His cheerful attitude towards the devotees was so pleasing and heart-touching that his very smile was attractive for them. That attraction was glorious not only for all the higher planets of this material world, but beyond for the spiritual world also. Generally, a human being has no idea of what the constitutional position is in the higher material planets, which are far better constituted in regard to all paraphernalia. Yet the Vaikuntha planet is so pleasing, so celestial, that it is compared to the middle jewel or locket in a necklace of jewels. In this verse, the words Sprihaniya Dhamma indicate that the Lord is the reservoir of all pleasure because he has all the transcendental qualities. Although only some of these are aspired for by persons who hanker after the pleasure of merging in the impersonal Brahman, there are other aspirants who want to associate with the Lord personally as his servants. The Lord is so kind that he gives shelter to everyone, both impersonalists and devotees. He gives shelter to the impersonalists in his impersonal Brahman effulgence, whereas he gives shelter to the devotees in his personal abodes known as Vaikuntha Lokas. He is especially inclined to his devotee. He touches the core of the heart of the devotee simply by smiling and glancing over him. The Lord is always served in the Vaikuntha Lokas by many hundreds and thousands of goddesses of fortune, as stated by the Brahma Samhita, Lakshmi Sahasra Shatta Samram Sayyamana. <clears throat> In this material world, one is glorified if he is favored even a pinch by the goddess of fortune. 
So we can simply imagine how glorified is the kingdom of God in the spiritual world, where many hundreds and thousands of goddesses of fortune engage in the direct service of the Lord. Another feature of this verse is that it openly declares where the Vaikuntha Lokas are situated. They are situated as the summit of all the heavenly planets, which are above the sun globe, at the upper limit of the universe, and are known as Satyaloka or Brahmaloka. The spiritual world is situated beyond the universe. Therefore, it is stated here that the spiritual world, Vaikuntha Loka, is the summit of all planetary systems. Om Ajnanati Mananda Shagyananjana Shalakaya Takshuru Mitkanyam Tasmai Shri Hirvayin Maha was born in the darkness figures our spiritual master Shri Prabhupada is opening my eyes for the twenty-five knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisance unto him and all members of Shri Parampara. Krishna Prasada Sumukam Spani Sprahaniya Dhamma Nehava Loka Kalaya Vivi Samaspishantam Shame Pitabu Rasisho Hitaya Shri Aswash Chudamanu Subhagayam Tamivatma Dishnyam The Lord is the reservoir of all pleasure. His auspicious presence is meant for everyone's benediction. And his affectionate smiling and glancing touch the core of the heart. The Lord's beautiful bodily color is blackish and his broad chest is a resting place of the goddess of fortune who glorifies the entire spiritual world, the summit of all heavenly planets. Thus it appeared that the Lord was personally spreading the beauty and good fortune of the spiritual world. Your reading is uh, word meanings. Shami means unto the Lord with blackish color. I guess I'm reading too much on the internet about the news, you know, because these, uh, of course, they had the shootings in New Zealand. People are talking about white supremacy and you know, white nationalism and all this stuff. Most people in the world, I guess, don't know that the Lord, they claim to be Christians a lot of times. It's the interesting thing about these white nationalists and they. Of course, they want to be on the right side of God. And to do that, you have to say, at least say, Jesus is my savior. Jesus has saved me. I believe Jesus. I believe in Jesus. He's my savior. Then you can do a lot of things after that, including promote white supremacy. But this must be a really uh, wonderful thing to hear for a lot of people. That the Lord is actually blackish color. He's not white. <laughs> I wonder what Urjuswat Prabhu thought about that. Urjuswat Prabhu also said that he would sometimes tell Christian type people that the heavenly planets and the kingdom of God are two different places. It's like it seems to be describing here that uh, you know we have the heavenly planets, higher planetary systems, but the Vaikuntha Lokas are above that. So Srila Prabhupada makes a point of that in the airport. <clears throat> Helpful to understand these details. Um, the highest thing is not just to go to heaven. And 
What do people say that you do when you go to heaven? People speculate. What do you think? What did you learn when you were growing up? People do when they go to heaven? You don't know? I didn't know either, but we thought maybe they played harps like angels. You know? Huh? Fly around? Or play golf? That's what. That was the other idea. You play golf, you ride around in a cart, because you have carts in heaven, you know? You don't have to walk. You don't have to carry your own clubs. Just. That would be the other place. Where the IRA scene golf. <laughs> you can almost see it because when you get out on a golf course, you know at least you have some relief. It's quiet out there. Things are green. Things are watered. They mow the grass. There's no trash on the golf course generally. Oh, this must be heaven. This is probably what it's like. This is what we do. So. Um, but this uh, mm, talk about how the Lord's presence is, you know, auspicious. It's a benediction for everyone to see the Lord. And it touches the core of the heart. I was thinking of, uh, you know, in this age, said that not even the demigods wanted to come to earth. They used to come here. Used to you know, circulate more. It would see them come. We just read that. Where was that? That the demigods read. The, the celestial women were somewhere at a... Mahapur Buddha's appearance. Where? Mahapur Buddha's appearance. Oh, right. He came and took Darshan and blessed. Only took me... How many days to get that? Two days. Well... Um... So, but in this age, there's a verse that says, maybe this is from Chaitanya Charitamrita also, that uh, the Lord is not personally present, but he incarnates how? You know the verse? Or were you quoting from the 11th chapter? Could be. There's a verse. Nama. Nama Vinu Kale Kali. Is that it? Kali Kali Nama Venu Krishna Avatar Krishna descends in the form of his holy name so Lord Chaitanya has written that <clears throat> by congregational chanting of the holy name the same feeling of auspiciousness not just a feeling but be auspicious um Nature or uh, auspicious energy is is like spread. Like in the first part of the Shikshanta, it said that um, that um, Krishna, Krishna Kirtan spreads the rays of the benediction moon. So these things you can imagine the difference in talk about it so many times, but the difference for us in hearing these things and the, and, and the impersonalists who try to go above that somehow. They say we're going above that to see that there's, there's actually something uh, 
at the foundation of everything, which is uh, beyond Krishna and above the conception of a, a personal God. And they're so happy with that. They're proud of that, that they realize that there's something above the, you know, even, even the conception of God as a person. Another word that's, that's used in this description we're getting of, of uh, Krishna recently that's really good to know about all these things is, is he's described as infallible. As I was seeing, there's we, we see in the, in the world sometimes with our leaders that there's, there's someone who's, like it describes Krishna as cheerful, which also is a, like a big thing to me to describe a person. It, if a person can be cheerful, and actually I've known people like this who had so many problems in their life, but still they were cheerful. It's, it's just amazing to see. So some people are like that they're naturally cheerful, but, but Krishna is also infallible. See, he's infallibly cheerful that way. And it shows up a lot of times. Like we read all these situations where Krishna and Lord Chaitanya, they're smiling and he's, kind of amazing situations we'll see like you know like here's a world war getting ready to happen huge battlefield and and the, the main warriors having a nervous breakdown on the chariot right in front of everybody in front of the people on the, on the, the you know on the wrong side and the people in front of the good side he's my senses are drying up. I'm, I'm not going to fight. I just feel like, you know, I can't do it. Oh, and what does Krishna do? He's just kind of like, doesn't get upset at all. He just smiles and says, you know, I think in the beginning of the second chapter, he, he smiles. He's thinking, oh, you're being a fool, actually. And he's kind of smiling about that. He's thinking also about Lord Chaitanya when he was, there was this big, huge, angry crowd with, at the Chankazi, and they were stomping his gardens and things. And they probably wanted to drag him out there and beat him up. And he was hiding. When he finally got him out, Lord Chaitanya was really smiling, kind of sweet with him. Gave him a little hard time. Anybody know what he said? He said, you know, what kind of etiquette is this? I come to your house and you... You hide from me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Krishna has this invaluable sweetness there. Of course, there's a statement in, in Bhagavad Gita by Arjuna also that says it's different from people who are on the wrong side, of demoniac. He makes this statement, Rakshansi Bhitani Dishodravanti. Bitani means, you may know what that means. The Rakshasas, Bitani, they're fearful. And they flee in all directions. But the rest of the world is joyful on hearing your name. It says, and all this is rightly done, Arjuna says. It's right that the people who are trying to cooperate with you and who want to love you and understand you as their, you know, um, 
dear father and dear most friend are not afraid. They're actually joyful. And, and in being joyful, they become attached to you. They become attached to this feeling of joy, joy around you know, the Supreme Person. So anyway, we read about these things. <clears throat> There's also another nice verse that I think I've quoted before. Bhakti Saraswati Thakurus would quote this from Skanda Purana. It says, uh, <clears throat> this is an example of how auspicious Krishna is. That uh, simply by remembering him or chanting his name, um, the perfection of all sacrifices, penances, and fruit of activities um, is achieved. He says, uh, and this can be universally um, applied or followed. This can be universally followed. That's a really nice verse. Sampunatam means it's good for everywhere, you know. So just, what were the two things that started off with? Anybody remember? I offer my respectful obeisance unto him, the infallible, it also says. Sadyo Bande Tamachutam. That's another place he's described as infallible. So simply by two things. Shmitya. Anybody know what Shmitya means? Shravana Kirtana. Shravana Smarana. Vishnu Shmanam. How's that go? Shavanam Kirtanam Vishnu Smaranam Smaranam Smritam Smritam and Shavanam. Yeah, to remember. So simply by remembering Krishna's or by Namoktam, by chanting his name. Simply by the infallible remembering that chanting his name or rem or even just remembering him, the perfection of all all things you can think of sacrifices penances all fruit of activities are achieved. So this is uh, <clears throat> this is amazing, amazingly uh, nice things to think about the. The Supreme Person who is our best friend and father, so I mean, what can be better? What other points are brought up in the in the purport? Talks about how serious it is to commit an offense to a devotee. And uh <coughs> talked about it before. It's, important to cultivate your understanding of how, what the devotees are doing, how much they're sacrificing, what kinds of, um, you know, service they're doing, and, and therefore be a little bit immunized against saying the wrong thing around devotees. Um, 
So uh, we'll see, you know, when we, we have good opportunity when we're in the temple because we see, when we're just walking around, we see people doing their service. So we can think, you know, oh, there's Ramu Paul cleaning the cage. And, wow, he does this every day, every day. Maybe you're doing it once a week now, I don't know. <coughs> Not one the week. Not only is he cleaning that cage every day with so much energy and straightening up that whole area out there, but he's here every morning, seven days a week, 365 days a year for Mungalart to open, the, open those curtains. I don't know how he does that. He came sick one time, what, a month or two ago, but... So Ram Gopal, he, he does this for us. And, um, well, anyway, that's just a good example. Ram Gopal, we always see him around working. <laughs> um, so sometimes we might get irritated with Ram Gopal. Why is he doing it? I mean, I feel that sometimes like I, I <coughs> slice the bread in the back and sometimes Ram Gopal, he says that the, Bread is too crumbly, so I have to slice these thick slices back there. And I always get bugged because I, we used to run out of bread. Now we don't do it anymore because you told Ron maybe six loaves a week or something. So it's not a big issue now. Now Ron's could slice it better, but somebody used to think, why can't he learn to slice this bread? <laughs> but I have to think, my goodness, what is Ron Gopal doing actually around here? So. Yeah, making offenses can destroy our. Instead, it can destroy our devotional service. And then we have to apologize. So if we, we say say things to people that we shouldn't, we end up having to go back and apologize too. That's the. You know, we know sometimes when we're saying something, I'm going to end up regretting this when it's coming out, or I'm, I'm going to have to apologize later. <laughs> so when that thing goes off in your head. Probably should stop. <laughs> um, hmm. Anybody have any points about this? You can read the verse again. The Lord is the reservoir of all pleasure. His auspicious presence is meant for everyone's benediction. And his affectionate smiling and glancing touch the core of the heart. The Lord's beautiful bodily color is blackish, and his broad chest is a resting place of the goddess of fortune, who glorifies the entire spiritual world, the summit of all heavenly planets. Thus it appeared that the Lord was personally spreading the beauty and good fortune of the spiritual world. Who's the uh, speaker? Who's the speaker? This is Munya Uchu back on text 32. The sages said, Who are these persons? Could be Lord Brahma comes up in here. Uh, I don't see it yet, but it makes sense what Zeroch is saying there. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say right here. So I'll take. I'll take his word for it. <clears throat> Nobody has any comments. I think I've said what I thought of. Um, I very imagine. In that case, you need a. In that case, you need a disinterested third person to intervene. Right, right. You made me think of a, something that happened in Sasbury Maharaj. One time, he was chanting in the temple room, Japa, Japa, and a new devotee came up to him and said, "Maharaj, you're not chanting the mantras properly." You're not pronouncing the words properly. And but Sashruth Maharaj listened to him and he thought, oh, maybe he's right, you know. And he started trying to change the way he was chanting. And I thought that was nice, it sounded like. Very humble sannyasi, which is proper. Um, thank you. Any other comments? Yeah, it doesn't, I mean, this business of uh, trying to instruct a, a more senior person, that is uh, something we should try to watch out for because we may know something. It may immediately look like, well, I know this, he's not doing something wrong and I'm going to tell him, but, but actually what we want is for the senior people to teach us in so many ways. So it's better to be really careful and and be on a sweet kind of uh, relationship with this with our seniors, you know. So they will teach us what we need to know. Because if if we give them instructions and get them irritated at all, then are they going to want to do that? Maybe not. Maybe maybe we have a bunch of thoughts that they should tell us about. But they won't help us with it because they just don't like the interaction so much. You know, maybe that's what I think. Speaking of this, uh, okay. how do you define senior? Well, any anybody actually. Should, I guess we should look at anybody as a senior person because we don't know what somebody is from a past life. Really, who they are. There's some good examples of this. How we don't know. Who. They joined before you were born. Yeah, there are those. Funny. We could consider them. We could think That's about a solid it. Solid definition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but maybe I never got it right. You know, so huh. I need to hear it from somebody else. Yeah, but uh, maybe there's a way to go to the person above them politely. 
to the temple president and say, no, I don't know if this is a good idea that I keep seeing this. What do you think? And then that person can speak to the, directly to the person. Something like that. <clears throat> yeah, that's safe. Yeah. <clears throat> it kind of depends on the situation. Because like Tsukide Goswami was 16 years old. The Ram Maharaj was distracting us. But, I mean, it depends on, on the circumstance as well. Sometimes somebody has been designated in a particular position by a guru in order to protect a certain environment or setting. So it, it also depends on, this, on the situation. Hmm. Is, that, is that right, Trish? Yeah, it all depends. And there's a way to do things like we were saying the other day. There's, uh, <coughs> what's that? It's not how you, it's not what you say, it's how you say it all the time, you know. So there's a sweet way to go about things if somebody is senior to you, you know. And, I'm sorry to have to say this. I don't know if this is right or not, but it seems to me that. I personally had some people in this community, like in the past, who I had to chastise because I was in a position of management, and actually my, my guru was very pleased with me hmm. because they were creating a disturbance here. So am I, am I in the wrong for that? How do you do it? No, I mean, sometimes you have to be like, are you going to kill? Sometimes you have to be happy, and it just depends on the circumstance. Yeah. Well, anyway. It's all circumstantial. Say, say the devotee's getting attacked. Mm -hmm. It's all circumstantial. It's not like all black and white. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there's one other thing that I thought of. We're waiting for the Zarping guy. Yeah. Done. It was done. We want to hear more. You do? I have something nice. You said it before. But there's a speaking of the, you know, the uh, auspiciousness of Krishna's presence, but also in this age, the the holy name itself. So, with the last paragraph in chapter 18 of the teachings of Lord Chaitanya, which is called Conversations with Prakashananda. There's this nice chapter that Premi Bhakti Prabhu told me about, and he, he memorized it. I tried to memorize it, but I don't think I could say it perfectly. So it says, A bona fide spiritual master chants the holy names Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And the transcendental sound vibration enters into the ear of the disciple. And if a disciple follows in the footsteps of his spiritual master and chants the holy name with similar respect, he actually comes to worship the transcendental name. When the transcendental name is worshipped by the devotee, the name himself spreads his glories within the heart of the devotee. When a devotee is perfectly qualified in chanting the transcendental vibration of the holy name, he is quite fit to become a spiritual master and to deliver all the people of the world. The chanting of the holy name is so powerful that it gradually establishes its supremacy above everything in the world. 
The devotee who chants it becomes transcendently situated in ecstasy and sometimes laughs, cries, and dances in ecstasy. Sometimes the unintelligent put hindrances in the path of chanting this Maha Mantra. But one who is situated on the platform of love of God had chants the holy name loudly for all concerned. As a result, everyone becomes initiated in the chanting of the holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. By chanting and hearing the holy names of Krishna, a person can remember the forms and qualities of Krishna. Is that it? Shrimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Shri Your phone. Your phone, a tool. You're recording oh, still. You. 